will be haunted by three spirits. Haunted? I've already had enough of that. Without these visits, you cannot hope to avoid the path we tread. Expect the first ghost tonight when the bell tolls one. Can't I meet them all at once and get it over with? When the bell tolls one. I give you Mr. Scrooge, the founder of the feast. The founder of the feast, indeed. <laughs> if I had him here, I would give him a piece of my mind to feast upon, and I bet he would choke on it. What's today, my fine fellow? Today? Well, today is Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. I haven't missed it. The spirits did it all in one night. They can do anything they like. Of course they can. Of course they can. Uh, of course they can. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to 12 Days Pod. I'm Kara Zelaya, joined here with my co-host, boyfriend, partner, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew to my beaker, Mr. Dan Takaki. Hello, everyone. I'm surprised you didn't do the gonzo to your Camilla the chicken. Oh, wow. You are correct. I know. You love a chicken. <laughs> I do love a chicken. But I do think that Dr. Honeydew has Is a, a more very... refined being yeah, than yeah, gonzo. Yeah. Well, Thank you. I don't want to start with that hot take that early in the pod. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, there's just an air to him. And also, I'm very beaker-like. Yeah, I would say I would say so. <laughs> if you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long we have been celebrating Christmas it's here. It's been at- a long time, but we made it, folks. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, we love Christmas and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites for no reason other than to have a good time. Yes. So let's get into it. Dear Daniel, what are we finally watching this Christmas day? On Christmas today, we are watching the 1992 Pièce de Résistance, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes! Feels like everything we have been doing has been built for this moment. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. This is the the crescendo. Yeah, the creme de la creme (laughs) of Christmas. Let's talk a little bit about our relationship with the Muppets broadly. Yes. So in this home, we are very pro-Muppet. Extremely (laughs) pro-Muppet. We love the Muppets. I talk about the Muppets often. You do a Muppet impression often. Yes. It is is a pillar of our home, and it's just wildly important to us. One of my go-to icebreakers, and you've seen this in action... At weddings. So many times with so many strangers. (laughs) When there's a lull in conversation and I really want to speed along people understanding who I am and what my essence is, I often ask people, so fuck, marry, kill the Muppets. And I believe it's very telling of a person. What their answer is. What their answer is. One of the worst or most interesting encounters we had was one of my friends from college works at Disney World. (laughs) That's right. And... If you haven't figured out this about Carrie yet, her fuck is Sam the Eagle. (laughs) Of 
course it's Sam the Eagle. Who else would it be? But my friend plays Sam the Eagle in the Disney Muppets Parade section. And so he was a little concerned about that. <laughs> Listen, I'm your plus one. We're at a wedding where I know no one. What are the odds that I'm going to run into Sam the Eagle from Disney World? Pretty low. Pretty low. And yet fair. I found it. And you I found, found a way to somehow <laughs> make that relevant. Regardless, I'm a big fan of the Muppets. I grew up with the Muppets. I have seen this movie, but I didn't really remember much of it because it's been a minute. It was mostly we forgot which Muppet played which. Yes, correct. Yeah, that was a big that was a big part of it. Also, we forgot what the ghosts looked like. Oh, which is we'll get into that. We'll get into what the ghost looked like. Do you have any other relationship with the Muppets other than you're a fan and you grew up with them? And- yeah, you know, I gr- grew up watching the Muppets. I grew up watching Sesame Street a lot, yeah, which is, yeah. you know, people are going to nitpick, but like I grew up watching the Muppets. I grew up watching Sesame Street. And one of the big things for me growing up was watching Muppet Babies on Nick Jr. Yes. Muppet Babies was my my thing. Uh, I was a big fan of Rolf. He was my he was my top Muppet for a long time. Scooter's up there, you know, Fozzie Bear. You love Bear. a scooter. I love a scooter. Be- behind the scenes, man. Uh, always been a big fan of like Gonzo. I yeah. hate the Fraggle Rock band. Yeah, you're very skeptical of them. I It's not that I hate what they bring to the party. I'm just scared of them. Yeah, no, I think I they. I think the Fraggle Rock band as a unit mm-hmm. is very powerful. But sure. Dr. Teeth has given me so many nightmares before. No, I know. Before. You're not a fan. I'm not a fan. And it's okay. Yeah. I uh, want to do a quick rundown on what this movie was about and who was playing who. Yes, absolutely. So if you haven't seen The Muppets Christmas Carol or any of the Christmas carols, we'll get into the story a little bit. But this movie is told through the lens of Gonzo. Gonzo is playing Charles Dickens, the writer of A Christmas Carol, a.k.a. The Christmas Caroler. <laughs> the titular Christmas Caroler. <laughs> the titular Christmas Caroler. And he is telling the story to Rizzo the Rat, playing Rizzo the Rat, the yes. actual Muppet, who's just here. He's just yeah. observing all of his friends putting on a performance of A Muppet's Christmas Carol. <laughs> the main human character in this is Ebenezer Scrooge, played by the legendary Michael Caine. Unbelievable. Iconic. He is amazing in this movie. Yes. Very quickly, I'm going to run through some other highlight Muppets that are playing key roles in this. Kermit the Frog is playing Bob Cratchit, who works for Ebenezer Scrooge. His wife is Miss Picky, playing Mrs. Emily Cratchit. They have a son, Tiny Tim, played by Robin the Frog, who's like a little version of Kermit. The former business partners of Scrooge are Robert and Jacob Marley, played by Statler and Waldorf. We'll talk about Robert and Jacob Marley in a little bit, because I have some questions. Fezziwig, or in this movie, Fozzawig, is played by Fozzie the Bear. The Schoolmaster is played by Sam the Eagle. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker are, you know, in this movie collecting money for charity. Bean Bunny is a little little bunny rabbit character who is caroling and trying to care for his family and ask for money from Scrooge, who gets abused by Scrooge in this movie a number of times. You know, there's other Muppets in and out of this, but those are the, those are the main ones that we're going to highlight. And I'm just going to get into what this movie was about. Let's do it. So like I said, this movie is narrated by Gonzo as Charles Dickens and he's kind of like this omnipotent omnipresence throughout the story as he so helpfully points out to the audience and Rizzo the Rat who was like how do you know all this stuff and he's like because I'm the narrator I know everything I wrote the story Scrooge is a businessman who hates Christmas and only cares about money he won't give money to charity he won't let his employees be warm when they work he makes them work overtime he almost makes them work on Christmas but eventually Kermit who's his like number two convinces him to let them have the day off his his tagline is humbug 
Boo. Can I give my best Michael Caine? Absolutely. Humbug. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. It's like he's here. Scrooge is like, but humbug, I hate Christmas. And so he goes home at night and he starts to become haunted by the ghost of his former business partner, Statler and Waldorf. Ooh. Ooh. Robert and Jacob Marley. It is never established if Robert and Jacob Marley are life partners, <laughs> if they are brothers. It's just, it's just left up. I'm gonna much work. like Statler and Waldorf are never established as <laughs> lovers, brothers, friends. What the, what their deal is? I believe in Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, it is clarified, but in Muppets' Christmas Carol, it, it is, is ambiguous. Ambiguous. And Gonzo looks at the camera. He's like, wink. <laughs> He doesn't, but I, I, I'd like to think he would. If I was Gonzo in this, he would. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway, so they, they haunt him and they're like, you are going to be faced by the three ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas yet to come. And he's like, humbug, go away. Who are you? Why are you doing this? And they're like, you'll see. I wish you all could see Dan recording right now because he's, he's not usually the most animated with his hands, but when he's talking about the Muppets, he gets very uh, puppety and then he starts being like telling a ghost story so he's like ooh, he's taking up a lot of like a lot of vi- physical space <laughs> i'm using i'm using my my radius to my advantage it's like a bat swimming you're like lifting and then like slowing down i know it's amazing it's i wish you could kinetic. all see this anyway so that night he goes to sleep and they're like you're gonna be visited at 1 a.m by the ghost of christmas past and he's like okay whatever and then at 1 a.m the clock strikes which was a very loud clock strike in his bedroom if i remember there's like an alarm yeah. that goes off at 11 i'm like wouldn't that wake you up every night so the ghost of christmas past comes and it is this demon baby doll wet muppet horrible it sort of looks like no face from spirited away it's not good it is horrible so the ghost of christmas past takes him and they go to the past and first the thing they see is they see him in school as a child in like this boarding school he is found studying in the classroom and everybody's like all right cool it's winter break time for christmas and he's like humbug i'm gonna stay and study you're wasting time you're wasting precious opportunity for money i will not be taking my christmas or my vacation right and then old scrooge is like how could i have been so cold as a child and then you see sam the eagle and is like you haven't mentioned why sam is here so his headmaster approaches him right and his headmaster is played by sam the american eagle sam's like why are you here you should be with your peers and he's like no fast forward a little bit to when scrooge is an apprentice under fozzy bear um, they're having a christmas gathering and a christmas party and scrooge is like why are we having this party it's a waste of money it's a waste of time and then he sees a woman from a across the room <laughs> bell so he sees this woman bell a beautiful beautiful woman also young scrooge at this point so hot he is looking fine he is hot we both were like what's your deal this actor in 1992 is played by raymond coltard he he falls for her eventually it comes down to he gets the opportunity to take over as like a business partner under with statler and waldorf and fozzy bear and he chooses the job over bell bad move in the in the flashback too, michael kane is watching this and he is sobbing at this point he's like how could i have let this go why why did i do this she was the love of my life i cannot believe that i did that and he's like please no more of this no more i cannot take it and michael kane is acting his ass off guys he is like full-on tears like super emotional it is uh, honestly one of his best performances yeah he is he is unbelievable in this so back to the back to the present day he goes back to sleep and then 
Statler and Waldorf are like, you're going to be visited by another ghost at 2 a.m. And he's like, God damn it, another ghost? Cue 2 o'clock, who appears but the ghost of Christmas present. Now, the ghost of Christmas present, I don't remember if he gets a name or not, but he is this maybe like eight foot tall he Muppet. He is the Muppet version of Yukon Cornelius. He is like, yeah, if you were to combine like Yukon Cornelius and Hagrid into a Muppet. Yes. He is this jolly, friendly, so large, wonderful. beefy man who is just so wonderful. He's like singing and dancing, doing all these great songs. Oh yeah, this is also a musical. This is fully a musical, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we we should have prefaced that, but... Gonzo narrates, it's a musical. This is the only version of Christmas Carol that should be ever shown. I yeah. don't understand what we're doing. It's the best one. Yeah, and it's the most, by far. It's the most nuanced. It's the best. It's wonderful. The performances are iconic. Yeah, anyone performing with a Muppet is already doing a great job. Truly, truly. The ghost of Christmas present shows that his nephew's friends are making fun of him. And they're like, why would we ever want to hang out with Ebenezer Scrooge? He's a terrible person. He's mean. He's nasty. He is just the worst. And Michael <laughs> Caine is like, wow, that's okay. Ouch. Harsh. Harsh. But is that really what people think about me? And so... The ghost of Christmas present is like, I don't know. Well, let's go see somebody else. And he's like, he's like, hold on. Let's go see Bob Cratchit, Kermit the Frog. He's got to be up to something, right? And so Kermit. And, and he's expecting Kermit to be, he's like, if my nephew's friends are saying this about me, Kermit is surely dragging my name through the mud as well. He's right. expecting that. He's bracing himself for it. Right, exactly. And so he goes over to Bob Cratchit's house, Kermit the Frog, and he doesn't see Kermit right away, but he sees Miss Piggy in there and she is talking shit about <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge. She's like, that goddamn Scrooge is just working my husband to the bone, not paying him enough, making him work on Christmas Eve, on Christmas, and it is untenable what he is doing. Yeah. And Michael Caine's like, oh my God, I didn't realize Bob Cratchit was married and had all of these kids. <laughs> But then, and had Tiny Tim. Well, yes. So then, who comes in the door? But Kermit the Frog and Tiny Tim. They had co just come from the hospital, I think. And Tiny Tim is, you know, he's like, you know, limping. He's got some disease. Sure. I don't know. Vague. Vague disease. Vague polio. Yeah. Smallpox. Some sort of terrible. Some sort of terrible disease. So Kermit and Tiny Tim come in, and they're like, everything's amazing. Merry Christmas. We're all alive. Tiny Tim's like, and we're all healthy. And everybody kind of gives him a look, like, mm, are we? Are we? All? <laughs> All, are we all healthy? And Ebenezer Scrooge sees Tiny Tim and thinks, oh my goodness, this poor boy. He is so ill. He is, does he make it? How does, how does this, how does this poor boy live? I didn't know. How, how could Bob Cratchit not have told me about his son? And Christmas present is like, well, did you ever ask? And Michael Caine's all like, no, I, I guess I didn't. Mm, that's on me. He sees the family. He sees that they're not doing great. He also then sees Ghost of Christmas present is starting to age in the moment because he is only the ghost of that moment and then we get the coolest muppet for me that like i've seen in this movie is when they come out with the third ghost yes so 3 a.m the ghost of christmas yet to come comes and it is this maybe 12 foot tall grim reaper looking dementor muppet uh it's so good it's, it's so spooky it's so spooky it's so like erect but also like hunched over in a yes. creepy way yes it's it's just kind of floating along drifting along he doesn't speak at all yes it's just michael kane acting off of this off of this basically pole yeah yeah and but it's, it's beautifully designed yeah and so in the ghost of christmas yet to come tiny tim has died michael kane scrooge has also died 
and everyone is happy about it and he is having a full mental breakdown like please tell me this is not a guaranteed future please tell me either still time to change it and he's having so much remorse and so much character growth and you know it's not just because he sees himself dead he thinks he sees himself he sees other people laughing because he's dead he's like i get it but tiny tim died i feel like there's something i could have done to help that right right and so he's like i want to change i want to be better he wakes up and now it is christmas day runs out the door he's like what day is it what day is it And somebody says, it's Christmas. Duh. What the heck are you talking about? He runs around the city block around the town square and is like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And he gives Beaker and he gives Dr. Bunsen Honeydew a huge donation. And they're they're all like, are you, are you sure this is Ugh. the right the right amount of money? And in that beautiful, tender moment happens with Beaker. What does he do? Beaker wants to like give him something for his amazing donation. Mm-hmm. And he takes the red scarf off his shoulders yes. and puts it on Michael Caine. Yeah. Yes. And there's not a dry eye in the house. None. Not a dry <laughs> eye to be seen. He sees the little bunny, Bean Bunny, and is like, he gives his whole family enough food to eat for the night. Ugh. But then also grabs Bean Bunny. He's like, hold on, not you. You need to come help me get a turkey. And Bean Bunny's like, okay, turkeys are bigger than me, but sure. <laughs> I guess I'll come help you. And he gives all this money to charity, runs around. He brings a giant turkey to Bob Cratchit's house and is like, Merry Christmas. But first, he gives him the old fake out where he's like, I can't believe you're not working on Christmas Day. Blah, 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 blah. And then Miss Piggy comes out and is like, I'm going to give you a piece of my fucking mind because how dare you come to my house on Christmas Day when I have been preparing this feast for weeks. And he's like, I gotcha. And she's Terrible. like, she's like, mm, I don't, still don't, still don't know about that. And then he comes into the house with this giant turkey, raw, I might add, a raw turkey for Miss Piggy to cook, <laughs> along with all of the town square into Miss Piggy's home. Unbelievable! This, this small home where she already has at least five kids running around, <laughs> including one tiny Tim, and is like, all right, we're all gonna celebrate Christmas together, and it'll be amazing. And Michael Caine, all the while, is singing a song. He gives a nice toast, and he says. Merry Christmas to every one of us. And that is the end of the movie. Wow. It's a beautiful Christmas carol and it's an amazing flick. Amazing. 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 I'm going to dive right into our notes and just things we need to talk about because this is a perfect movie. So we don't have any notes about No like revisions that we need to make. No, no, no. no. no, This movie's perfect. Like there's nothing to change. Correct. But we need to talk about a few things. Sure. So since we were just talking about it, Mm -hmm. let's talk about Miss Piggy. So Miss Piggy gets a bad rap. She does. I would say. I would say so too. That Miss Piggy gets a bad rap. People don't like Miss Piggy. And look. She and Kermit, let's say it. They have a bad relationship. They have a complicated relationship. It's not good. It's not good. They need a healthier, you know, this is very controversial. And we're controversial and brave on this podcast. So they are often better. Both of them are individually better when they are on their own. Yes. As seen in the Muppet movie. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But in this movie, this Mm. iteration of Miss Piggy is amazing. Yeah, she's, she's great. She is standing by her man. She is also asserting herself in a way that's important. Mm -hmm. And all of that... Is thrown away. Is thrown away and massively, I wasn't even, is, is repaid. And by repaid, I mean given an insane assignment of have, hosting the entire town on Christmas Day when she has a sickly child, is in poverty. And also, let's not even get into the dynamics, because who has the time, of how the Muppets eat turkeys when they're also friends with chickens. Yeah, it is. It's, om- it's interesting because the food they eat is not Muppet. Food. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like... They're eating human food. Yeah, yeah. Let's also talk about the ghost of Christmas past. (sighs) The ghost (laughs) of Christmas past is haunting. It is, you know, I think that's part of it is like you want to have a ghost of Christmas past who is both evocative and also scary, you know? Yeah, but this is also Muppets Christmas. Right. And, you know, like Christmas yet to come was scary while still being Muppet. Muppet. Yes. <laughs> not being this like, and I'll get into this on my trivia, not being this like underwater goopy Muppet situation. It is. It is interesting that they chose to do that. If you're bringing three ghosts on one night, you want your first one to be convincing. Yes. You yes, know, that's fair. You want them to be able to, to spook you into being like, I don't know if this is real or not. So, yeah, maybe having this creepy Muppet as the first one is a good one. Be like, because he knows what Muppets look like. That's true. You know. It's not like Muppets just don't exist. So him seeing this like goopy, droopy Muppet is the first one being like, oh God, what happened to you? The thing is like, it's not even, it doesn't look like a Muppet though. And I know that that's you saying that that makes him more wary of it, but we could have had a translucent. I mean, it was 1992. We could have come up with something a little different. Yeah. I mean, they did literally have ghost Muppets of Statler and Waldorf. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I want to just say that Gonzo as a narrative device, as Charles Dickens, Mm -hmm. is genius. It's so good. And I believe the thing that is missing from most Christmas carols that I have seen Mm -hmm. is Charles Dickens' narration. Because the way that Christmas Carol is written, the beauty of that piece is Charles Dickens' narration. Sure. And Gonzo does an incredible job. This is the Muppets and we love the Muppets and we're fans. But like objectively, the way it is set up, the structure of it, Gonzo's narration, being able to have Rizzo as sort of this surrogate audience. Yeah, this Shakespearean type of like funny, rambunctious audience member being in it Mm -hmm. is amazing comedic timing. Yeah. And that's a lot of the magic of Jim Henson, who, as you know... Yes. I have a personal relationship with. So I know of your mm. relationship with Jim mm-hmm. Henson. Mm-hmm. But why don't you go ahead and tell the audience at home how you, in fact, are Jim Henson? So I don't like to talk about this because who wants to brag? So I was born on September 24th, 1990. Yes. And Jim Henson was born on September 24th. 1936. Libras. Libras. Very strong Libras. Jim Henson died on May 16th, 1990. Mm. As previously mentioned, Interesting. I was born on September 24th, 1990. Just a few months afterwards. We never overlapped. Thus, I can only conclude that I am the reincarnation of Jim Henson. Now, what do we have in common? We love the Muppets. Am I good at voices? No, that's too clear. That's too obvious. Mm -hmm. Am I a man? No, that's too clear. That's too obvious. Jim is subtle, like me. (laughs) The two ways I would describe you and Jim Henson are subtle. Yes, yes. That's what everyone says about us. And I want you to know that he was born in Mississippi. Sure. I was born in Central America, and I've lived in the South. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Uh, He died in New York City. I lived lived in New York York City. He went to the University of Maryland. I lived in Maryland. And I've spoken at the University of Maryland twice about free speech. I mean, it's uncanny, baby. (laughs) It's uncanny. He was doing voices for Muppets. I do lectures on free speech at the University of Maryland. I mean, what is a Muppet if not free speech? 
Exactly. I'm glad that you understand and are supportive of the fact that you are with Jim Henson's reincarnation. So yeah, I have a personal relationship with Jim. You know, he lives in me. Like he lives in all of us, but he- He doesn't live in you. You are him. Right, correct. You live in one another. Right, right. Because you are one. I'm a version of him because this this is a different life. Correct. Yes. Do you have any notes? I do. I don't have many notes. Mine are more just like pointing things out. Mm -hmm. I really liked, as you said, I really liked Gonzo and Rizzo's role in this. Yeah. I think if Michael Caine was not in this, Gonzo would have made a good Scrooge. Oh, very good point. Very um, good point. But I think I think having always having a human actor in the Muppets movies really really elevates it to to a level where you can relate more to the Muppets in a way. Absolutely. But I think adding adding the human element of Michael Caine specifically is a great a great addition to this, and I I love the cast. Would I have liked to see a little bit more Fozzie Bear? Probably. I think that this is a good way for me to transition into one of my fun facts because you mentioned how much you love Scooter. Yes. And who is sadly missing from this cinematic experience. Yeah, what experience. was Scooter up to? I tweeted about Scooter and he was he was not in this one. Yeah, he wasn't in this one. So I'm sad to report that Scooter was booted from having a major role in The Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh no, why? Yes. So originally he was supposed to appear as the ghost of Christmas past. What? Yes. And similarly, Miss Piggy and Gonzo were considered for the ghosts of Christmas present and yet to come. Oh, man, that would have been amazing. Yeah. But the idea was scrapped in favor of new Muppet creations that could better underline the ominous nature of the story. So you were right. I think it is good when Muppet Muppet movies also add in other Muppets that sure. are not, you know, the primary Muppets like Walter from the Muppet movie that came out in like 2012. Yeah. 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 We love like, him. Yeah. He's great. And I think I think that's an OK choice. But the problem is that Piggy was recast as Mrs. Cratchit and mm-hmm. Gonzo as Charles Dickens. But Scooter was just completely cut. Scooter's a behind the scenes guy. He's yeah. not he's not a main stage. And he we all know we all that. know he was really like first AD. You yeah, know, he, he was, was the assistant director and we was, all know he it. was putting in the work. He was giving making sure everybody had their lines right speaking about the people behind the scenes yes jim henson as i said died in may of 1990 mm-hmm. at the age of 53 and the muppets christmas carol debuted on december of 1992 yes with the first time that uh, steve whitmire took over for kermit the frog mm-hmm. uh, and the film is dedicated to jim henson because he passed away right his son brian henson was the director of the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, interesting. Yes. I actually have a fun fact about Michael Caine. Okay. Michael Caine is a stage name. Oh, what's his real name? I would like you to guess. Does it have anything to do with Michael Caine? Not really. The, his first name starts with an M. M? Yeah. Millard Whitlock. It's a very good guess. However, his name is Maurice Micklewhite. Wow. Maurice Micklewhite. 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 Yes. That's a good name too, though. Yes. Michael Caine, Maurice Micklewhite. Yes. And as an homage to him, in the film's finale, you can see a shop named Micklewhite's. That's cool. I did not know that. The music in this is amazing. Every it's, song in this is a bop. And yes. it's it's so good. Which is a great segue to a song that was cut from the theatrical release, When Love Is Gone. Oh, yes. This is a song between Belle and Michael Caine, right? Correct. Yes. And so it was cut from the film's theatrical version because it was considered a little too slow and there weren't Muppets in it. So they were like, we got to cut this. <laughs> right. 
and they really wanted to keep the interests of children in the test audiences. So the reason that y'all lost this song is because the children in the test audiences didn't care for it. Yeah, as that's fair. But uh, it became a fan favorite when it was released in some of the TV airings and a a VHS version of this movie. Mm -hmm. And it's being re-released with it in it. So after When Love is Gone was scraped from the theatrical release of the film, it was supposed to be included in various other editions, but then it didn't. And in 2020, it is going to be again. That's amazing. Yes. Also sad to report that Bunsen, Beaker, and Sam the Eagle had songs that were also cut. Oh, no. I I would have loved to see a... I know you love Sam, but I would have much rather seen a Bunsen and Beaker song. Yes. Famously, Bunsen and Beaker are the best pairing in the Muppet universe. There, I'll yeah. say it. They're a, they're a dynamic duo. Me, 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 me. <laughs> uh, I would have loved to have kept my song. Dr. Honeydew, may I please speak to Kermit? Uh, yes, hold on. Let me, go, let me go fetch him for you. Kermit, Kermit, you're needed on the stage. Me, 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 me. Me, me, me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be right there. Uh, hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Hi, Kermit. How are you? Hi-ho! Kermit the Frog here! Hi, Kermie. Hello? Uh, I'm glad to see you're well, and I'm glad that the Muppets are immune to COVID. Uh, yeah, we're, we're all doing, we're all doing great, and, uh, yeah, how are you, how are you doing? How are you, how are are you and your loved ones doing? We're doing great. In fact, uh, I know that you're a big fan of the pod. I love, I love 12 Days Pod. Yes, and I know that you don't want it to end. So we are actually doing a double episode. A double episode? That sounds amazing. Yes, and so after this podcast, uh, would you be uh, willing to stick around and, and, and listen to our last episode? I, I sure would. What are, what are you going to be watching? We're going to be watching Last Christmas. Have you seen that? Last Christmas, <laughs> I gave you my heart. On the very next day, I sing that to Miss Piggy every year. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Kermit. We really loved uh, a Muppet's Christmas Carol. Thanks. So, uh, you know, thank I'm, you again. I appreciate you watching, and I appreciate the work you're doing on this podcast. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Last Christmas with you. I, I'll tell Dan that you stopped by. Oh, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> Bye, Kermit. Bye. Sorry, did I mi- did I miss something? I had to step out for a second. No, you didn't miss anything at all. I think oh. that uh, we're ready for our rankings. We're ready for our rankings. Okay. Yeah. Um. So as we do every episode, it is time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the twelve days of Christmas. So, Kara, out of twelve, how many days of Christmas are you giving the Muppets Christmas Carol? 12 drummers drumming. This is an easy 12 drummers drumming. I know I have given my 12s before, Mm -hmm. but this is a momentous occasion. It is. Because, dear Daniel, out of 12 days of Christmas, we have been here so many episodes. So many episodes. How many days of Christmas are you giving to this iconic film? This film is worth. Drum roll, please. Animal, if you will. Ah, okay. (laughs) This is 12 drummers drumming. It is a perfect film. Yes. It is a perfect yes. Christmas movie. Yes. Everything has been building to this momentous occasion. 12 weeks of content. 12 weeks of content. 12 drummers drumming. Yes. 12 
12 drummers drumming. I love this movie. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, it's absolutely Despite perfect. our nose, I wouldn't change a thing. Absolutely. I'm going to watch this on Christmas Day. It's going to be great. We're going to watch it on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day. All right, folks. Thank you all for listening and joining us on this 12 days pod journey. But it is not over yet. After you listen to this episode, pop on over to our next episode on Christmas Day, a double Christmas Day special for last Christmas. Yes. This is a movie that is very weird, and we are very excited to tell you all about it. Did we make this entire podcast just to talk about Muppet, a Muppet's Christmas Carol and last Christmas? A hundred percent. A thousand percent. We just yes. made this podcast for these two episodes. We gave you 11 weeks of buffer for <laughs> this week. It is going to be amazing. It's going to be a fun time. And as we say, every episode, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.